listening to the Girls Get Off podcast, an R18 podcast on all things female pleasure. Think girl talk, but real girl talk, where we chat all things masty, self-loving, sex, orgasms and more. Nothing is off limits, which means you get all the secrets, even our guests BFFs don't know. We're on a mission to make talking about getting off as fun as actually doing it. Ready to join the Mastination? Let's get into it. Welcome back to the Girls Get Off podcast. Today we have a very special guest on, Jacob Lucas, but before we get into it, we're going to do a bit of a summary about what the podcast was about because I really enjoyed it. I really um, I really like learning about body language, so I really enjoyed hearing about it with respect to dating. I thought it was awesome. I know, and so beneficial as well. Um, there comes a point where I'm going to need to stop doing these podcasts for my own gain, but... <laughs> I, I did I did learn a lot from it. Yeah, I think it was – he talks about a couple of things that you can do um, like on first dates or when you're on uh, like dating apps and stuff. And one of the things that uh, I thought was really cool about the dating apps and dating in general is how you have to have, um, you know, like know what you're there for rather than just going on like random dates for, for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, that was one of my biggest takes out of it is that um, – it's definitely, I've only just realised after talking to Jacob that I probably has, have never had um, in my mind that I want to be in a relationship. So I've gone into dating without that end goal in mind. And I think, I guess that's important because that's the way, like, you want to direct it, I guess, your dating. Yeah, I guess it's I kind of... That's the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> Doomed from the start if you don't have there that sort of, sort of plan, isn't it? But um, but that's cool. But I was saying I was saying to Joe Offie, you've got to bloody stop telling yourself you're bad at dating. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'll believe it, you know? You weren't born bad at dating. Yeah, but no, I like this chat actually made me realise that it isn't that I'm bad at dating. It's that my end goal has never been for whatever reasons that I don't necessarily want to be in a relationship I love my life I'm you know someone's gonna have to be bloody good to be that person so I've never kind of like gone in looking for that so I don't think I'm bad at dating anymore (laughs) go Jacob (laughs) go Jacob such hot tips on body language and reading other people's like intentions and you know if they're into it or not yeah, and the way that he speaks about it as well, it's almost like if you could get really good at it, it almost like you almost like gaming the system. Like if you could get great at this, you could really manipulate a, a situation or not necessarily. Um, you don't want people to manipulate things in the wrong way, I guess. No, more like you know, like show that you're show that you're interested, or then gauge like actually get a, a true gauge as to whether they're interested as well. Yeah, absolutely, and. Um, yeah, I think he came out with a tip like on not getting ghosted and stuff, which I think is so relatable to people, like how many people get ghosted nowadays. And it's just like, you know, reading the signs early, I guess, making sure you're giving off the right signs yourself so that, you know, like they kind of stay interested, I guess. Yeah, 100%. I liked what he was talking about in terms of um, the pandemic and how that's like how people get rusty with their social skills too because I think, um, yeah, there was a period of time and depending on where you live um, with how normal that is now, like it's, you kind of got to relearn, I guess. It's like anything. Yeah, yeah. And um, it, again, on that, that was like a little bit of a light bulb moment for me <laughs> because it, like – Viv 
is such a more experienced and better speaker than <laughs> I am. But like that's just social skills, right? I'm probably just practice. Exactly. I'm probably the one that's always just been scared to do any speaking or anything like that. So I haven't done it. And Viv is not because you're innately like bad at it or anything like there's nothing wrong it's just how often and I was you know I mentioned the other day it's just because I've had more opportunity to practice it in the past yeah yeah and it's it's the exact same with dating like the more you just talk to people and practice and the better you are at it which totally makes sense yeah I quite liked his tips for like where to go on the dates as well I thought that was quite cool because I would have never thought about that no no, it's such it's like there's a few little gems in there, hey, yeah, that's yeah. so um so helpful to know. Um, I'll certainly be using these tips with any future dating. I feel excited after this episode. I, I think know. we've just had a therapy session. <laughs> well, and I'm even thinking about a conversation I had yesterday with um with a friend and she said, Oh, I'm gonna go like on for a drink with a guy when I'm in Auckland next and you know like do I go for a drink do I do make it dinner like how what if I don't like it like how do I leave and so I had some really good tips around that in terms of if you you know like setting like a time frame so that um you can appear a more attractive but then b it kind of gives you an out as well if you're you know not worried about yeah bailing yeah and I guess it like doing the right things on a date like the right date to begin with is such a plus. Remember, like, I went on that date a couple of months ago um, up in Auckland, actually, and it was like a drink, a walk, and then another drink. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that was such a nice date. And then him on this episode was like, oh, um, you know, the first date should be a drink, then a walk, then a drink. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I did that. And it actually felt so good, but it was probably like that whole layout as well that made yeah. it feel so good, hey? Yeah, I think that's quite cool. Yeah. I liked it. Amazing. Oh, well, cool. enjoy the episode. Cool. It's a good one. <laughs> Today, we have Jacob Lucas on the show. He's a professional dating coach from the UK. He's also a body language expert. So he's gained over 600,000 followers on social media and has appeared on live TV giving tips on dating, flirting, psychology, and body language. So great to have you joining us, Jacob. I'm not sure if you saw our stories yesterday, but we've been um, quite looking forward to this chat. No two people need some dating tips more than us. <laughs> so, um, no, we've had, we've had a great time going through your TikTok and everything. Um, so how, how did you get started? So really random, actually. Um, so basically, I studied psychology for a long, long time for about quite 10 years, something like that, but I always did it on the side. And funny enough, actually, I used to be a professional boxer. Wasn't very good at it, but that's what I used to do. That's why my nose is so busted. Um, but basically, what happened was I used to teach boxing and stuff like that, but again, always did psychology and attraction and stuff like that, and it built up. And funny enough, actually, I got really, really, really ill. I nearly died, right? And I thought, I'm going to die here. So I might as well, basically, um, I thought I might as well just do what I've always wanted to do, which is dating coaching. So put out there and like all the psychology and all that stuff and all the tips and tricks. And people are like, I really like this. And my whole goal was I might die here, so I might as well go help people before I do. And luckily, I'm all better now. But it was, um, but yeah, that's literally how it started. And then people just really responded well to it. And then obviously it snowballed oh. from there and then went on telly for it and all that stuff. So yeah, it's really cool. 
That's so cool. I totally thought you were going to say then that you almost died. I shouldn't be making a joke. No, he did say you almost died. No, no, no. I know, but I thought you were going to say you almost died. So you thought you'd message like this girl or something that <laughs> no, you've, no, you've no. always wanted to, and that's where it started. No, that's no, no. Funny. I always wanted dating coaching. I've always wanted to help people with that sort of thing. And I thought, you know what, I might die here, so I might as well do what I've always wanted to do. Oh my gosh, it's like so God's great. way of pushing you into it, kind of thing, you know. So um, yeah, it's yeah. interesting. And you, so you've got like 300 videos on your TikTok. So it can't have been that long ago that you almost died. About two years ago. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It was thank God you're here. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Thank God I am here. Yeah. But yeah, it was terrible. But like, it was like the Nova effect, basically, like really good come out of it. So uh, it was tough, but, but like, yeah, the, probably the best things ever happened to me in a weird way, you know? That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. And how has the dating world, you know, like over the last two years that you've been posting these videos, how has the dating world changed? I feel like we've just been through this massive um, historical event with the pandemic. Um, what are the changes that you've seen in the dating world? Oh, massively. So the pandemic changed a lot, didn't it? So um, socially, a lot of people, because basically social skills you have to keep on top of. You can't just ignore them because you get rusty so even just talking to people on a day-to-day -day basis becomes harder when you're stuck inside 24 7 right and then what happened was and people went out and they were a little bit different because everybody was so stuck inside that going to the bar and stuff and having a conversation wasn't even allowed you know so we couldn't be on our game if you will and it's very hard and then basically a lot of it went onto online and a lot of people don't like the online dating do they because they feel judged so it's like swiping left and right and it's like it can make people feel pretty bad about themselves they don't get or they feel like they have too many choices and what happens is is basically um a lot of people think i can't be bothered to do this anymore so then a lot of people withdrew within themselves and kind of like gave up that's that was the biggest thing i found within the pandemic you can't i don't know if you can see but joe just raised her hand definitely one of those right, yeah. give her up ones <laughs> Well, let's let's touch on online dating then, because I think you um, you make a really good point. I, you know, personally, I'm on I'm on some apps in Sydney, and it, it is it's so it is quite judgmental, um, yeah. and I think it is something you kind of have to get good at. Like, it's not as natural as just talking to someone in person. What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people making on online dating apps? Uh, the biggest one is they play it too safe. They play it really too safe. So the the casual like, you know conversation starters, hey, how are you? How you doing? It doesn't work. It's it's too boring. It does, it does not work at all. I'm sure you've been on dating apps and the guy will miss you. Hey, instantly it's like a. Ugh. Do you know what I mean? Whereas if they give you like a. Fun yeah, well, I message that. Yeah. Jacob. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm helping you out here, right? Noted. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I offended you. I'm sorry. Um, no. Thanks. No, no, no. We, we know our weaknesses. It's good. Um, but yeah, so obviously, like. People don't stand out, that's the main thing. Um, and it's kind of like a lot of people, they stick on the app too long, as opposed to, you need to get the, get the app, uh, sorry, meet on the app, then get the phone number, and then go to range a date. But you need it up fairly quick, but not too quick. It's very hard to balance that, that, that thing out. You don't want someone thinking you're a psycho by going, hey, let's go on a date instantly, but you don't want to leave it too long, because what's going to happen is, is it's going to fizzle out. So it's quite hard to read that like little uh, that little gauge, if that makes sense. Yeah. So what would you say? What would you say <laughs> on a uh, dating app? 
Viv's getting well, a pen to take notes. Yeah. <laughs> what would I say? <laughs> a good one is something that's quite numerical, actually. Uh, so you can literally say something like, um, you've got three, this is your opener, right? So you've got three choices. You've got one, um, a compliment, two, a pickup line, three, a joke, right? One of those three. And you give someone a little bit of a choice, and it's fun, it's interesting, and you just got to be prepared for whatever answer they say. But it's different, you know? It's just different because not many people would do that sort of thing. <laughs> All right, good. Yeah, I feel like we and need to bring out a compliment, a joke, and what else up my sleeve? Or a pickup line. Right. Funny, because it's so funny, like a pickup line. Yeah, um, but yeah. It, it, it's light, it's light hard, and it's fun. It's just something a bit different. Or a real easy one is an opinion. Just ask like a controversial opinion with someone because everybody likes to get their opinion heard, right? Oh, no, that annoys me. Really? Yeah, I've had that before, and I just don't reply. What did they, what did they ask though? What did they ask? Oh, what did, I don't know, probably, what, did you get vaccinated or something like that? Oh, shh. Are you vaccinated? <laughs> what do you think of the vaccination? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I swipe, which is, I swipe left if they, like, even say that they've been vaccinated on their thing. Some, like, put it in their profiles now, and I'm like, oh, Yeah, no. I get, I understand what you mean as well, because, like, if you're vaccinated, you're vaccinated, but not, you're not. It's, like, personal choice. But like a yeah. lot of people, they try and ram it down people's throats. You do whatever you want to do. I'm like completely pro-choice. You do whatever you want to do, right? Yeah, um, to totally. So I, I'm like, oh, I'm not getting in a conversation with them. Like even though I have been or whatever, I'm just like. Yeah, I you, get it. No. If they try and force your political, their political whatever opinion on you, it's going to be a nightmare day anyway, you know? Cause if I find yeah, well, that's not good in person or online. No, Yeah, fine. no, I'm it's like the queen time, of finding not... red flags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, okay, where were we going with this conversation? I totally... Well, let's talk about body language then. So we've got we've got past the online dating app stage. We're on the date. I've seen a lot of videos on your TikTok around body language. And what I love about this is that it is natural in a way, like, but it's invisible also at the same time. Like when you do these videos on TikTok, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. But it's something that you wouldn't put like words to. Either it's something you do or it's something you don't. And there's obviously yeah. a huge effect from that. So what are some like, let's say, top five body language tips off the top of your head um, for a first date? Oh, okay. yeah. That's a good one. Okay. So you mean like to look out for or to do yourself? To do yourself. Oh, and to look out for. Maybe not top five. <laughs> let's just go the best body language tips to look out for because we okay. need to find those red flags um okay and, so yeah. my the best one i think is actually my first ever viral video um and it went it blew up because of it and it's so it's ubiquitous honestly it's really good so when it's, it's all it's all down to evolutionary psychology right so all that all comes from eight days when we're like apes basically right and basically what people do when they find you attractive if they slowly scratch the back of their hand like this or their collarbone, right? And that is actually because they're inviting you to groom them subconsciously. Yeah, it's mad, That's right? interesting. Wow. Really interesting, yeah. So if someone's I really, really hope I don't have an like itchy that. collarbone. <laughs> you'll notice it, honestly. Now, now, now <laughs> the wrong you'll time. notice it, right? If someone starts scratching really hard, it's because they're nervous, right? If they're scratching really light when in a conversation like that, you know for a fact they find you attractive. Every single time. And when I learned this, I was like, that, nah, that's not true, right? And then I was looking out for it. And in situations where I knew the person found me attractive and they started doing this, I was there like, what? That's crazy. And then you'd ask them, like, oh, like, what are you thinking? Whatever it was. And they go, oh, it's like, I thought you were hot. Whatever it was, right? 
And then every single time, and it's, it's ridiculous, it's, it's absolutely ubiquitous everywhere. Um, more prominent in women than men, but men do still do it as well. That's, wow. That's cool. That is a hot tip. Yeah, that, I love honestly, it. Honestly, that's a game changer. Because when you see it, you'll know when to make the move as well when they start doing this slowly. That's interesting. Usually they do it when they sat down instead of stood up, though. Okay. Wow. Mm. Okay. Okay, keep going, keep going. Keep going. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like this one. Okay, so something you can do and the other person can do, right, is when you're on a date, never, ever lean forward in your chair. Never. Even if they cannot hear you, do not lean forward. It's all about controlling the frame of the interaction, right? So attraction, a lot of it comes down to frames. Um, if you control the frame, you're going to be more attractive. So when I say control the frame, like the dominant one in the conversation, whether it be conversation or body language, okay? So never, ever lean forward in your chair because if you lean back like this, and then they lean forward, to, even just to talk to you on a subconscious level, they will feel more attracted to you because it feels like they're chasing you. Does that make sense? And also something you could you could do yourself is literally just observe if they're leaning forward or back in the chair. If they're leaning back, they're probably not as engaged. If they're leaning forward, they're engaged, probably because they find you attractive. Again, everywhere. That is really a problem. But you can, you can test it. Literally just lean back in the chair and see if they lean forward harder or not. If they do, they can oh do my that. gosh, this is fun. I've never been so excited to go on a date. So my, <laughs> my previous learnings around this, I feel if, if you're in a business meeting, and maybe this is wrong, that if both of you are leaning in to like leaning forward at the table, then that's like a good thing because you're both into it. But I'm guessing that in this dating situation, that's not necessarily it's, what you want. It's a, good, it? it's a good thing. It's good. If you're both like, if you're both leaning forward, fantastic. But you can just basically level yourself up a little bit if you just lean back and watch them lean forward into you, right? Okay. Okay. Right. I, also, I like this because you know if they're kind of into you or not. Yeah, exactly, 100%. Right. A good one as well, like say if you're like out in a bar or a club or whatever, and you've got a guy walking up to you and he's hitting on you or whatever, lean back in the chair and let him lean forward. And then other people in the bar will notice what you're doing, right? They will see a guy hitting on you and you'll become more attractive through pre-selection. More prominent women again than it is men, but yeah. So basically if you lean back in the chair, you've got a guy leaning into you and, you see, and you're observing and you see that, you're like, he's hit on her, she must have something. Wow. wow. This is great. So how does that differ <laughs> then to, to um, mirroring body language? Mirroring. You know, like if you, yeah, how is that, how is that different? Mirroring like, can be a good thing as you? well. So, um, Let's say, for example, I'm, I'm, I made a video about this went viral as well. If you have um, like a drink with somebody and you pick up your drink, put it down, and every single time they copy you, every single time, or for example, if you, I don't know, like put your hand on the table in a certain way and they do something very similar or you brush your hair and they do it, then it's, again, it's because they fell into your frame. It's all social dynamics and they fell into your frame and they feel like submissive or compliant to you. If you notice somebody mirroring you as well, you can do like little compliance tests of them. They're more susceptible, they're more susceptible to do what you say if you notice somebody mirroring your body language. So if you want, if you want to ask wow. them something to like do something, obviously not illegal, right? But if you want to ask them to do something <laughs> small, for example, um, they're more susceptible to do it if they're mirroring your body language because they're already stuck in your frame. That's interesting. I'd be a great supervillain, wouldn't I? Right. <laughs> yeah. I'd be a really good supervillain. I'm like, right. <laughs> okay. And oh, do you have something else you want to ask around? No, I think I, I I've can... got the concept. I've got the concept. I, I, 
Very, I was just I, I was just thinking, I was like, but if like you <laughs> lean backwards, are they also just gonna lean backwards because of mirroring body language? Or does that like is it overriding it? No, the no, because when when they when they lean back, it's very rare they will lean back, they will more be compelled to lean forward. If they lean oh, back, if you lean back and then they lean back, it's usually a, um, a, a battle for superiority on a subconscious level. Wow. Oh. I have never seen Viv look so just like focused I on love a conversation. This, this is incredible. Well, I was never one um, if, if you want me to tell you, if you can tell someone feels superior to you or not in a conversation. So you'd be sat there. Or any works really when you're sat down. If you notice somebody starts steeping their hands like this in a conversation, they're feeling dominant. That's what it is. So honestly, you must you must have seen it all the time in business meetings and people on TV or whatever. Yeah. They people their hands, it means they feel superior to you usually. Or, or Jacob is doing that thing that thing with your hands that you see those like um when people are trying to sell you an online course and they're standing in front of their like Ferrari or something and they've got their hands, all their fingertips <laughs> pressed together at their chest level. The yeah. complete scams, <laughs> like the scam artists, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean you want me for fifty pounds a month, fifty million pounds at the end, and you don't. <laughs> yeah that's so funny <laughs> um, okay so yeah sorry i'm going into what i need to know now viv nice um what what's our top three things that like top three tips to do on a date top three tips. for girls for girls okay so right i do um okay i'll tell you another one i like is the kiss one always works Oh, you've probably seen this one, the secret of kissing like a pro, yeah? Yeah, it's so good. It's perfect, man. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Uh, whenever, if you're kissing a guy in the date, always be the first person to pull away from the kiss. Always, no matter what, because basically you control the frame of the interaction. They feel like they're chasing you because they feel like they're chasing you. They feel more attracted to you. It's ridiculously potent and it works so well, honestly. And then whenever you do that, you're... You can basically go back in for the kiss whenever you want because you're the one who disengaged from the first one. Love it. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Before we're kissing them, because <laughs> it takes it takes me a while to go in for the pash, but <laughs> <laughs> what's like a good maybe like you know like turning up on the date? What's kind of like a good starter? Oh, okay. I love this one because not many people would do it, and it's actually really really good. Um, good for anxiety as well, but also makes you come across more high value, much more attractive. Before the date, don't always say, it's called a false time constraint. Say before the date, like I know the day before, whatever, oh, we'll meet at seven. However, I cannot stay too long now because I need to go home for work, whatever, okay? I need to go home for work, or be work early. Now that way, it's kind of like, um, you can leave whenever you want to leave, but because they know you could leave at any point, they're going to want you to stay more and then you become more like um, in demand and high value because you're not putting everything into the date. Now, it sounds really stupid, right? But just that little thing of saying, I, I can't say too long, no, whatever, they will feel like that date is more um, more valuable, if that makes sense. Okay. Wow. You know I, mean? I like yeah. that. And actually, that's just a really good practical tip because then you don't have to worry about – like you can, if you don't you like it, you can leave. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, that is one of the best tips that people don't do. I tell people do and some people don't do it. I'm like, honestly, that will change the game a little bit for you. Because it's like yeah. um you know if you've met like a friend who you haven't seen for a long time, they say, Oh, I've only got like an hour though, and you really value that hour, right? You're like, Yeah, it's really exciting mm. and and whatever, and never gets awkward. 
Whereas if I said to you, I'm going to sit with you for like 7 p.m. to 12 p.m., you're like, oh, like, can this guy go away now? You would be though, but if I said, I've only got five minutes, you'll be really engaged in the yeah. conversation, right? Yeah. So, that's so do true. that before the date, and that way, that person would be a lot more, they, again, they feel like they're chasing you and feel more attracted to you. Really simple. It's like it's a game of chess, not check is this, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, plan that's ahead. so good. Really okay. good. Okay. Another one is, um, just it's really basic but make sure you have like can dialogue in your head okay so a lot of people go on dates with like what do i say what do i say before you go on a date just in your head don't be crazy with it just be like okay uh, we've talked about this on text or whatever i can bring this up in conversation if the conversation ever starts dipping i could be like oh okay like tell me about this whatever happened or whatever but if you have like five of them you will never run out of conversation because it's always a conversation that you can just pop out like that. It's like a little get out of jail free card. That's so cool. That's so mm. cool. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've had a good conversation and we've had a pash and I've pulled away first. Pash. What are the. <laughs> have, a pash. have you not heard? No, I heard that one. <laughs> What's a pash? Like a tongue, a tongue like, kiss. Like a kiss. That's, that's so we've New Zealand, a... right? That's New Zealand talk. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> Um, <laughs> okay. Haven't you heard of like pash rash? No, like, you get like stubble, no. like after, like it gives you a rash if they've got stubble. When you the only thing I know about you guys when you say like sexual stuff is root. That's all I know is root. Oh, that's, that's such an awful word. Is that awful? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's oh, I don't like oh, it. No, it, it, it. From kissing yeah. or sexual stuff from New Zealand or Australia, apart from that. <laughs> I don't know if I, I feel was like a bad <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Okay. That's so funny. So, thoughts on sex on the first date? Nah, not if you want to keep them. <laughs> no way. Oh, and has it happened? Has it? <laughs> yeah, never, never. Okay, that's so funny. It very rarely works out. Very rarely because basically, basically. Well, I. Maybe I just shouldn't drink on a first date. Like, take this date, oh, my, probably my most recent day, <laughs> date, and I literally wore ugly underwear because I knew I was drinking and I was like, okay, if I've got ugly underwear on, nothing's coming <laughs> off, right? Like, that was kind of like the little right. security thing I did with myself. But then, like, yeah, kind of after a few drinks, I get more attractive and... <laughs> Did, did it, have you seen him since or not? Oh, I, I, he wanted to keep, you know, that was Klinger. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I hope he's not listening to this. It's ruining his confidence, right? Like, no, no. Um, yeah, but on the first day, no, never. No. Yeah. Never. It's like, it, like you've got to, like, basically make that person validate why you should even, like, get the boyfriend privileges from you, you know? Um, and that way, they're more likely to commit to you. But on the first date, it, it, like literally one in ten, they might actually go further. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, they'd be like, "Got what I needed. See you later," kind of thing. Oh, yeah. I think that might be more me. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the guy. You're the guy in this. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think I need to go into it with a better attitude. <laughs> Maybe that <laughs> if I'm looking for something long term. That's so funny. You just have a free date rule. Free dates is fine. Give yourself a free date rule, and then that way is 
just make it like in your head, I, I promise I will do this, I swear I will do this, whatever. And that way you're a lot more likely to actually develop that and to actually start seeing that person properly if you make them wait three dates. Three dates. Three dates. Okay. 100% every single time. Okay, I just wrote yeah. that down. <laughs> and so talk me through the three dates then what are what are your suggestions say you go for a drink on the first date um what what's next okay it's actually interesting so you want to go to as many different little places as possible <laughs> this is all psychology basically so again it comes down to evolutionary yeah. psychology if let's say for example you want to date with somebody and you only went to one place you only will subconsciously feel safe with that person in that one environment right now, let's say, for example, use like the whole evolutionary psychology. Let's say you're a caveman and a woman. So if you go on a date with somebody and it's just there like in the cave, right? That you're only going to feel safe in the cave. But if you go on a date to the cave and to the river and to like the field or whatever it is, you know you're going to be safe with that person in three different environments, right? And that person feel a lot more familiar with you in different environments as well. So whenever you go for a date, now, because we're still hardwired exactly the same how we were. If you go on a date with somebody, you should go for like a drink, a walk and then maybe a drink again somewhere else right on the first date so go i'll have a drink oh should we go to this other place i know it's really nice that's one two three places right second date you probably want to go for something a little bit more like high high activity so it could be like for example bowling or whatever it could be right whatever makes you happy but again go to like bowling drink go for a walk go for some food that's like three places again right and on the third date is you want to make that more so like if you want to have sex then you can kind of like be in an environment when you can have sex. So if you, let's go for, you go for a date somewhere out, like a nice day out or whatever, and then you go back to yours, that's the only time you should really do it then. But you should never, ever go back to your place before that third date, ever, because you do not know where that person is. They could be a psychopath or you know, right? But you want to do it so that person, if you do that like steps like that with different places, you will feel so much more familiar with them. The sex will be better and they will feel a lot more familiar with you as well. Yep. So that do that every ideal time. If you, if you like just stay to one location, it will fizzle like, out. Yeah. If you don't like them, you never have to go on that second one. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely, yeah. It's like it sets a foundation for a proper relationship then as well. Like we are dating. We're not just two people going for a drink and then having sex. We're actually dating properly, oh. you know. So it will set the foundation of a proper <clears throat> relationship. Simple. Yeah. Yeah, simple simple but and does that work and so that works i mean we're, we're talking about it i feel like from our perspective a lot but does that work both ways in terms of them feeling safe with you as well yeah absolutely not so much safe more familiar with men so women will feel like subconsciously a woman wants to be safe around a the guy they're with because guys could be anything couldn't they you never know but with a guy it but for one the main good thing about that is it makes him emotionally invested into you so if he's emotionally invested into you he's a lot less likely to ghost you right but it just feel more familiar with you, and you start to like pair bond more as well for that that way. So that's 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 a way of looking at it, making feel familiar and more likely to pair bond and more commit. Whereas a woman will feel safer pair bond and feel um, a lot more likely to commit to that guy as well. And again, so it's the foundation of all like a healthy relationship. Interesting. Yeah, I think I had written down something I wanted to ask you because only because we hear it so much from our audience that they get ghosted okay. a lot. So you just kind of like answered one of my questions in that is, um, yeah, how to like keep them interested, I guess. And yeah, it's all like, about emotional investment. So let's say you've got like, um, let's say, for example, if somebody does something, let's say you have sex with a guy really fast 
and you think, okay, I've had sex. It's kind of like you skipped the whole process and went into bed with somebody as a pro as opposed to, you know, just taking your time and whatever, getting to know each other. And that way it's not really it doesn't come across as valuable to him. So it's like, oh, you know, on to the next. Whereas if he puts time into it, it's gonna feel a lot more valuable. It's like anything you do in life, isn't it? You you anytime anytime you put more time in something, you do not want to let it go. It's like the same for relationships. Yeah. And I think like key to this conversation also, just thinking about it personally, um, is that I guess there's a difference between wanting to get into a relationship, like dating, wanting to get into a relationship and just dating for something to do and meeting people and kind of, you know, like I feel like before you even go on that first date, you need to be in it in your mind that you're wanting a relationship, right? Absolutely, yeah. So I would think of like a river. So you've got like a river. If you've got one side you're single and the other side is, um, so you want to be single, just have, you know, friends and benefits. And then you want to be in a relationship on the other side. If you're in the middle where you're like, I kind of want to have friends and benefits, but I want to see if it goes anywhere, you are going to drown. Yeah. You're going to drown. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't make it like, do you know what I mean? Because it doesn't really like, it's not congruent with what you feel. So you'll be like friends and benefits. You're like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep doing this. You develop feelings with that person. And they'll be like, we're just friends of benefits. And then you'll be there emotionally hurt and damaged from it. You'll be like, why am I not good enough? Like, but because you set the president of we're friends of benefits, then you can't really blame them for like pulling away because there's no commitment there. Whereas if like, um, again, the other side, if you're looking just for a relationship, however, you accept that a man just wants to be friends of benefits of you, but you hope it will change. Then again, you're going to be emotionally hurt because it ain't going to change. So you need to be one or the other. But I always say go for a relationship. It's a lot more valuable than friends with benefits all day long. 100%. I love it. Nice. <laughs> no. no um, you what? You're not sold. Oh, <laughs> that relationship is more valuable. Um, oh. Don't worry. Oh, okay. yeah, we don't need therapy, everybody. I think all the listeners by now know this anyway. So that's okay. <laughs> I'm just... is, have you dated anyone at the minute, Joe? No. No way. No. Do you use these tips? Go out there and use these tips. Yeah, yeah, no. I've found this conversation so interesting. I'm keen to give it a go. Like, I've never been excited about a date. But, <laughs> um... <laughs> so you should find dating is like, dating should be something you should really, really enjoy. A lot of people see it as like a chore. It's not. It should be like something like fun, you know? Yeah. It should never be a chore. It should always be something you enjoy. Like, after you work or whatever, I'm going to date something really excited, not oh, fuck, will this work out or not, you know? Yeah. It should be something that's fun. But if you set those boundaries straight, then you know what you're getting in for. Oh, 100%. And I think in so many ways, like what you described just then, I was like, gosh, I've kind of been the guy in some situations. And <laughs> <laughs> I've been in, do you remember my friends with benefits? Oh. Uh, <laughs> well, I think it also, it, I think what I'm hearing as well is that it comes back to like your agenda going into those situations and then also what, kind of wavelength that you're on like if you're on different wavelengths it's never really going to work is it no uh, no never going to work in a million years but like so if like so for example Joe, don't mean saying like if you're dating however you're constantly dating or whatever but you, your end goal is obviously get a relationship but if you're like kind of playing the guy role where you're like oh i've sex and whatever or like you're basically what you're doing is you're you're quitting before you get fired if that makes sense in your own head it's kind of like a self-sabotage kind of thing. So what you're doing is, you know you, you shouldn't sleep with a guy on the first date. However, you do it because that way you're safe from getting rejected. 
you know. Oh, yeah, I like yeah, it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and so tell me. Like yeah, I like <laughs> it. I think we touched a lot on um, the dating app. So tell me more about uh, meeting in person. Like, say you see someone at a bar, or even say what I think um, is really cool. Like, if you see someone hot, say at a cafe or something. Talk me through that. Oh, okay. Different scenarios, different, different situations, scenarios. right? It's just because yeah. I like body so, language. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's say you've got indirect and direct game, all right? Okay. So let's say you're an example. If, for example, you're in a coffee shop or you're passing someone on the street or something like that, you need direct game because you're not there to socialize. You're there to do something like, say, have a coffee or they're doing work on their computer, not there to have a chat with you. They're there to do work. You need to be direct. Now, Direct is less effective than indirect, but basically direct game is when you walk up to someone's like, I'll be quick, find you attractive, blah, blah, blah. I, like, I hope this don't come across too forward. Here's my number, give me a call, whatever, right? But that's only situations where you're not there to socialize. You gotta be direct and quick. The only good thing about that is you come across confident. That's it, okay? But you can't really have that conversation properly because of the situation. But if you're in a bar, Easiest way, like I said, it's just a conversation starter. It's an opinion opener. If you start going at a bar where people can socialise and you start doing direct game, you're going to be that girl who's going around just going, oh, here's my number, here's my number, you're fit, you're hot, whatever, right? It's not really that appealing. But if you need to make it so you're coming under the radar so you can display your qualities and have a build a connection with that person rather than actually knowing that you, that you find them hot until the end of the night or the end of the game, where you're like, okay, yeah, by the way, you're hot, or whatever, like, here's my number, um, you're quite interesting, or whatever, give me a call, move me up, but they know what's up, don't they? But that's a simple one in the bar, walking up, asking their opinion on something, so you could go, oh, just a quick one, use a false time constraint, I've got to go back to my friends really quick, because I'm really busy, um, just want to get your opinion, like, <laughs> my friends. In a bar, I've got these eight <laughs> drinks I need to take back to the table, I'm super busy, but in the meantime... <laughs> No, but let's say you're sat at the bar. Let's say you're at the bar and you're waiting for a drink. It's so easy. Just talk to someone who's like next to you, right? Same guy you think's hot. He's next to you. Like, oh my goodness, like really quick one. I got to shoot back to my friends really quick. But we're actually discussing like she's got a guy who who keeps texting her, but she wants him to stop texting texting her. How does she do that? Now he's the guy. He's going to give his opinion because everybody likes that sort of topic to bring up, and everybody thinks they have an opinion on that sort of topic. That's a conversation starter right there. And then it builds up over time. Yeah, that's and then, then yeah, and then what's going to happen is, you're like, okay, I need to go. So again, you've got that short time window where you seem more valuable than, than them. And you're like, okay, I need to go. But yeah, you're quite interested. Play, send a flurry, uh, playful way or whatever you want to do. But here's my number. And if you're lucky, I might text you back. Simple, walk off. <laughs> nice. 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 Good game. That's a good game, trust me. Yeah. I... What? In terms of communicating, from just from experience, what I've found is that in a weird way, you can be too straight up. Yeah, you can be desperate, you know. Oh, no, probably the opposite. Like when I'm like, don't call me, don't like, you, you know, kind of like real straight up like that's, you mean uh, that, if, you, if you don't want somebody, if you do want them, you say, don't call me. No, if you don't want somebody, like if you if you kind of like, okay, 
they're not your type or whatever and you try to end the conversation like you even ghost them like kind of but what I've found from actually being honest because I'm quite honest is that in a way that (laughs) not turns them on but it kind of gets them like I've literally said to people like no don't waste your time and they're like I don't know if you're like really actually wanting me to keep pursuing you and I was like no you're just wasting your time and they're like do you want to waste my time next weekend like do you want, can you waste my time please um yeah that's what I think it's yeah. more high value that's literally it because you're elusive that's all literally all it is it's like um let's say for example like if i keep going back to evolution and stuff but let's say you're a bunch of like monkeys sat around right and then the the top female monkey went to the little one oh fuck off like do you know what i mean leave me alone <laughs> then honestly then then basically means you're more high value right that's the psychology of it is you're going to push somebody away and if they are oh, they're more high value than me i must pursue them what what is it about them that's all that is so when you're assertive and dominant in that scenario you're just displaying like you would if you were like in a tribe for example and you went no because if you were like lower lower on like the so- like social hierarchy in them you would want their time and then they would be like okay i'm high in them because people always want to usually try and date above or socialize above you know okay that's all that is okay it's all so so basically you can't win so right? like well, you, can, you, you try not to screw with people and you try to just be straight up and i just feel like to say like this really bluntly but oh, i see you as a friend and that way it's, it's polite it's nice but i see you as a friend and everyone knows what that means oh i see you as a friend if they don't know what you mean then there's a social app right yeah but if you went oh yeah like <laughs> i see you as a friend um but yeah i hope it all goes well for you you're pleasant you're nice and that way but they know what's up if they if they pursue you after you said that just block them I'd, I'd like the thing is if you're polite and they still pursue you they don't get the picture honestly i've got no problems with blocking them i think a lot of people need to be a lot more selfish in their dating i always advocate yeah. that i think you're the main character in your own love story nobody else is you're the main character so if you're not interested in somebody and they're pursuing you don't feel like you and you've been polite and then carry on don't be obligated to carry on because in the day they don't mean anything to you so why do you care as long as you're polite to them don't worry about it bit blunt i think that's a very english way of looking at it but it's a, <laughs> but it's a bit blunt right but it's if it, yeah well yeah. i think you can be blunt and polite absolutely yeah like i see the yeah. friend labels going well and if they like the thing is like if they call you and you don't answer and then they call again then it's like come on man like get the hint and just give them one, maybe one more chance before you block them do it again to block them because otherwise it becomes a little bit like they're not respecting your boundaries yeah 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 absolutely I feel like in that situation, maybe they might have needed like a little bit more, um, uh, but needed a bit more information. You know, sometimes they might just need more information. You, yeah. you reckon? <laughs> Instead of just wasting your time. See, see, I don't know. See, if I was if I was single and a girl said, "Oh, don't see me or waste your time," like, yeah, of course, let me can we ask? No, yeah, like end of like. But if someone exactly yeah, right, yeah, true, exactly. If a guy said that to me, I'd be like, ah. yeah, yeah, I'd be like yeah, see, let me like if you don't want me, someone else will. See so, ya. Yeah. As they're like, yeah, yeah. If, if people pursue it, it's just so desperate for them to pursue that. There's no point. 
yeah, he obviously needed to be told, like, like you say, I just see you as a friend, or I'm not really getting a dating spark, or something <laughs> along those lines. And then, like, that's like super black and white clear that that's like it's not really going to happen. Maybe it's like a yeah. sub dom thing he's into, so he likes getting told not to like <laughs> you. Know <what> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what on TikTok. Oh. I'll tell you what I saw on TikTok. I saw this. It's it on my for you page. And sometimes it's wild. This lady, like in domina- dominatrix stuff, who have foot on top of this guy. He must be about, I don't know, 50, 60, whatever. With her legs on top of him, just like, and he's like acting like a footstool. And he's, uh, she's like, you're not a good boy. And she's like, oh, he's like, I'm sorry, mistress. I'm sorry, mistress. And so they're like, why is this on TikTok? Like, why is that on TikTok? And she was drinking a cup of tea. And it's like, really weird. And I was there like, why is this on my for you page, first of all? I don't understand. Yeah, oh, we're we're just so careful with our content. Sometimes, you know, maybe we needed, maybe that's what we need to start doing, and we won't get our accounts banned. <laughs> how is that not banned? I don't get how that's banned. It's another, yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me. I was like, that's a bit bit ranch, isn't it, for TikTok? <laughs> that's so funny. That's someone's yeah, dad. I... That's someone's dad that just makes it weird for me. Right? I, I read the comment <laughs> section and so went, that's someone's boss and someone's dad. I was like, it is, isn't it? Like that's like Keith from down the road, oh. isn't it? Like just doing some weird shit. That's so funny. <laughs> Each to their own, you know, and it's just all about all about what people are into. Absolutely. Power to, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, hey, look, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Jacob. That was just so epic. I think there's lots of takeaways for our audience there. And um and Joe, because <laughs> <laughs> now you can spot those red flags um but how about where people can find you you've mentioned your tiktok but i know your tiktok username is slightly different from your normal name yeah so it's just jacob lucas 101 for tiktok and instagram um also got my website as well which is on um instagram or tiktok is in the bio um i do one-to-ones as well if anyone wants a one-to-one um do that with video chat but yeah it's, it's good it's, it's really good so check it out loads of different stuff body language psychology flooring tips but yeah, it's. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it if you check it out. But I know you guys have, so. Um, but use the tips as well. Use them. They work. They always yeah. work. Every single one. They they work because I've literally had so many people tell me, like, I've done this and it works. So try it out. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. You take, absolutely. Control, take control of the situation. I will um, be scrolling through your page um, prior to any next date. I'm scratching your neck at the hot ones. <laughs> Pulling away when I kiss. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked at the response. If you wow. do it. And you'll be like, you obviously don't think me when you kiss him, but obviously like think of the situation. <laughs> um, be like, oh yeah, like, okay, before you kiss, okay, pull away for us, pull away for us. Boom. Watch how they chase you. Watch it. Okay. Wow. There you go. The more you know, eh? I love it. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jacob. Um, and we will continue consuming your content on TikTok because it's so epic. Um, but thanks again and have a good rest of your day. Thank you very much for having me. Absolute pleasure. And I hope you guys have a nice day too. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Girls Get Off podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Girls Get Off. You can join our Facebook group, Girls Get Off Uncensored. I think we've got more than 20,000 members in there at the moment. And if you'd like to leave us a rating, a review, that always helps us get higher in the charts. And every week we'll pick the most creative review to win a Missy Mini. Thanks for listening. Yeah.